Hi, and welcome to Happier Music Teacher. Are you a music teacher who has no time, no voice, and you kind of need to pee? I'm Beth Duhon. I'm a Christian, wife, mother, musician, and former stressed hot mess music teacher. I've been there. Join me every week as we work on easy micro actions so that you can be a happier music teacher. Like many of you this week, I'm on my way to TMEA tomorrow. I really hope you'll stop by for my clinic. It's going to be on Friday from 2.30 to 3.30 in CC8, Better Boundaries for the Private Lesson Instructor. Now, logic would serve that there's about 100 other things I could and should be doing this morning, but I've really had this on my heart, so I want to share with you eight ways today to maximize your music ed conference. Number one, and this is in my book, Happier Music Teacher, which is actually having its first birthday, is Learn and Connect. So much of what we do for conferences is about flexing and strutting and wanting to give the appearance of doing well, playing our highest note on the instrument, on the showroom floor, showing off to every one of our friends how well our program's doing, our numbers, our accomplishments, blah, blah, blah. But that is not the point of the conference. Not everybody got that memo. There are really two points in my estimation to the conference, and it is A, to learn and B, to connect, or A, to connect, and B, to learn. Both are equally important in my view, but do that, if anything, for your conference. If I could just say two things to maximize your music education conference, prioritize learning and prioritize connecting, and the rest of it's going to fall into place. Number two, on a more practical matter, and this is actually straight from a TMEA post where they crowdsource some advice, is really prioritize your comfort as you go. Um, you are walking so many steps. You are on mostly concrete floors, even if they're covered up with a little something else. Um, you're in an unfamiliar environment. You're not eating and drinking and sleeping your normal way. So as much as possible, do all the old people comfortable things. So comfy shoes and maybe even compression socks. Um, a refillable water bottle so you're not paying who knows what for bottled water, not to mention the waste. Uh, packing some snacks in your backpack so you don't get hangry, um, and that way you're not forced to choose some overpriced convention food. If you are just doing that the whole few days, um, you're going to be broke, and it's not particularly amazing food. It's nothing to write home about. Um, so go ahead and just pack a few easy snacks in your backpack too, and then depending on whether you're digital or analog, um, I do like to process. I just have a composition book and a pen, and that is how I like to take notes. Um, but you might use the Notemat Notes app on your phone, excuse me. Uh, but any of that, prioritize the comfort, and a few of these little steps ahead of time will really help you out as you're choosing um, how to survive the conference and be happier while you're there. Number three, there are endless opportunities to envy at this concert. You could talk to your friends, and like I said, I mentioned before with the flexing thing, um, you could hear about their program and get a little tinge of jealousy. You could watch a neighboring school and just feel inadequate because of all they're doing and all that you're not doing, hypothetically, of course. Um, there are so many chances to envy there because people have shown their best polished product and have been working literally probably for a year with their TMEA invited ensemble. Or you see their big budget when they are buying things in the exhibit hall. Or you see how well they're dressed and you think you're not measuring up. All these things, uh, my big advice there as someone who does tend to struggle with envy is don't envy, adopt. 
when I'm watching another performance, I can sit there and I can berate myself for all the things I'm not doing as a music teacher. Or I can take notes and say, man, that was cool. And that was an easy thing that I could adopt tomorrow in my lessons. I wonder how he or she does that. And then if you don't know, you could even chat them up to find out. Um, Most music educators are more than willing to share and more than willing to talk about themselves. Uh, So when you see something cool or you feel that tinge of jealousy, instead of leaning into the jealousy, lean into the curiosity and lean into wanting to adopt it. And no, you can't adopt everything, uh, but there are some things that you could really adopt. And a lot of it is low-hanging fruit that you'll come back with a much better program if you have that mindset. Number four in our list is mind your money. Now, however you're attending, if you are attending on your own dime, which actually kept me from doing that for years when I was a private lesson teacher, I would actually have students who made all state, but I did not feel like I could sacrifice the time and the money to travel and be away from my studio for several days, plus, um, you know, meals and hotel and all the things that it entails. So if you are lucky enough to attend, whether you're getting support from your district or campus, whether you're doing it on your own dime, Mind your money. It's real easy to get in these environments and get real spendy. You get at the exhibit hall and all of a sudden with your own money, you are charging up all these things you would never buy on your own at home. Um, Keep your receipts, especially for when you're getting reimbursed in things. That requires some careful documentation. I have a real low-tech method of doing this. It might work for you is keep a manila folder or envelope and stuff your receipts in there. Every single one, you never know which one you might need um, as you do it. And then also plan ahead. Um, Come up with that number, your magic number for money, whatever it is before you get there and stick to it. Uh, Especially if you are out to dinner and drinks with friends and it's a little past your budget, Keep the big number in mind. You don't have to be a killjoy, um, but you do not have to be in charge of treating your friends to the meals and spending big in the exhibit hall and staying at the best hotel and, and, and. Um, So mind your money when you're there. Um, Even though you're out of town and even though you're with friends you may see once a year, um, that money is still real and that money bill is still going to greet you when you get back home. So you don't want to have a music education conference money hangover. Mind your money. Number five, and it's getting a little 11th hour for this, but not too much. Um, The pregame of a conference is really important. And here's what I mean. Um, As you go through, you are going to have conflicting presentations where you would like to go to both. You are going to have people you want to connect with that you cannot possibly connect with everyone that you want to. You're going to have vendors that you want to speak to. And for me, as someone who's entering the podcasting space, the author space, um, wanting to present, I need to figure out who and what do I want to prioritize. So as you do that, um, be thinking about that. You can map it out. The apps make it really easy. Uh, You can reach out ahead of time that you're looking forward to seeing people. If you are presenting a session or doing a booth, um, that promotion ahead of time is really important. You cannot just go into the conference cold and have the best results. Now, since it really truly is the 11th hour, if you haven't done any of that, what's one small thing you could do? Could you send a text to a friend and say, hey, I'm looking forward to seeing you this weekend? Um, Could you plan to meet with a group for coffee? Think about what that might look like. Now, regarding who and what to prioritize, I have a story for you. I always have a story for you. And we won't, we'll leave the name out. But I was at another music education conference a few years ago um, and real excited to see my friend. This is one of those people in the music education space who's just universally liked, known him forever, good rapport with him and my family. And so, 
gave him a hug, talked to him, found out what was new in his world, all those type of things. And I will tell you, the whole time, and I mean the whole time, he was scanning over my shoulder to see if there was anyone else or better to connect with. Uh, it hurt my feelings. I didn't I didn't want to be there, and I didn't feel close and connected anymore. Um, and I think he wasn't trying to be rude. Uh, I think he was sincerely worried that he'd miss somebody else while he was talking to me. So he wasn't fully invested in me. He wasn't on his phone or anything. He wasn't visibly um, unwelcoming. But what should have felt like a really good connection point actually left me feeling a little bit bruised. Um, So as you're connecting and as you're prioritizing, yes, there are going to be a ton of people there and you may see someone as you're speaking to someone else. Uh, But prioritize who you're with as you're connecting and meeting. Um, And don't just be a grubber. Okay. Think about the people who are your actual friends, not that, oh my goodness, this is a such and such division president and I need to go rub elbows with them. Maybe be a little more sincere than that, but also it's fine to rub elbows with other people. Just keep in mind the real people in front of you. Number six is be flexible and hold your plan loosely. As I mentioned in a prior number, I said plan ahead, right? Figure out who you want to prioritize and what you want to do and use the app and decide and think about honoring people in your district as well as people from your past and your learning and all those things. As you're doing this, um, be flexible. You might have an opportunity that's better. And sometimes you might ask yourself, this is a Christy Wright question, what's right right now? So you might have the best laid plans, but there is something that catches your eye and it's a better use of your time than the presentation you had planned to attend. You might have a friend that you're catching up with over coffee and you're having a good time and you are there for a couple hours and you missed your planned time in the exhibit hall, but that's okay because catching up with a friend was more valuable. As you go through, be flexible and don't beat yourself up. That is the nature of the beast with these things. You will think that you are going to attend two presentations that are completely across the planet from each other, and it's just not possible. Uh, Or you are listening and you hear a cool ensemble in the lobby, and it is better in that moment to stop and listen to it or you see someone unexpected and you catch up with them, all of that is fine. So as you attend, just bring that flexibility with you. And also just know you're not going to fit everything in that you'd like to. Number seven, and this is where I dropped the ball in prior years. I don't know if you have either. Follow-up is probably more important than the actual event, especially with social media and things, or even just a simple text. When you meet up with someone, if you want to make it a deeper connection than once a year, and you want to make some progress professionally, or just even keep those personal and professional connections lively, you need to follow up. Now, it doesn't have to feel spammy. Uh, It doesn't have to feel like a form letter um, or a mass email. Uh, But I do think that following up is wonderful. So you might follow up with a LinkedIn connection invitation or a Facebook friend request. Can you tell I'm old? If they offer in passing that they would love to have you come teach a master class or clinic their band, that is worthless unless you follow up. So following up via email with some specifics and some details, um, you get the idea. If you've reached out to companies about collaborating with them, are you going to follow up with it? Because I trust you, they see hundreds, if not more, people going through their booth the whole weekend, and it's not going to stick. The follow-up is where it's at. Now, not in a pesty way. 
You don't even have to do it immediately. In fact, I may not advise it doing immediately, but have a game plan for how you're going to follow up, even if it's just with the same crew that you see every year and you send a simple text. Hey, man, it was great to see you at Team EA. Um, let's hang out soon. Something that you let you know beyond the event um, that you are connected with them, that it matters. And especially if you are someone who has a side hustle, a product, if you are self-employed, as I was for a long time, um, that follow-up is not just a nice-to-have, it is a must-have. Um, and although you're a person, uh, you also have a business. So keep that in mind as you're following up after the event. You can call this number eight or you can call this a bonus tip, however you want to roll. Um, I think it's important and helpful to have something tangible to put in people's hand or something easy like a digital business card. When you bump into someone, they probably have their bag full of things, right? And most of us fall in the convention. We go through and we sort and we see what we want to keep, what we need to process, all those type of things, the follow-up, right? Um, so it has been really helpful for me to have something to put in their hand. When I attend, you better believe I have a handout with a QR code that you can go directly to fflatbooks.com. See what I did there? And order a happier music teacher, 50 days to being a happier music teacher at home and at school so that they can literally take it and scan it and purchase it and remember me and remember the book. Um, some of you might have a digital business card. I think that's cool. Um, you might have a literal business card. Uh, you might have a handout from your presentation. It's way better than standing in the exhibit hall, kind of awkwardly managing your stuff, to, switching phones and putting your numbers and all your contact information. Now, that's better than nothing. But if you have the ability, or maybe even just in the future, if it's too late for this year, really consider a tangible product to put in someone's hand when you connect with them again. So to summarize, here's how to maximize your music education conference whenever or wherever that may be. Number one, prioritize learning and connecting. Number two, prioritize your comfort. You will not be a happier music teacher if you're uncomfortable for a few days straight. Number three, when you watch and learn all these cool things, don't envy, adopt. Number four, mind your money. Uh, money still exists at the music education conference and it will follow you home. Make sure it's a good memory. Number five, your pregame is important. If it's too late for this time, maybe you can adopt that for a future conference. And number six, be flexible and hold your plan loosely. Number seven, the follow-up is potentially more important than the actual event. Don't forget the follow-up. And finally, your bonus tip, consider giving out something tangible like a digital business card or a QR code or a handout. I hope you enjoyed this one-off episode on how to maximize your music education conference. We'll be returning soon with the Wellbeing with Debbie O'Shea series. I hope you've enjoyed that as much as I have. And then also a follow-up to the When You Feel Unappreciated series because I think that really hits home for a lot of us as music teachers. If you are at Team Yay, I'd love to see you and meet up with you. Um, go ahead and contact me through any of the various channels you have. And I'm looking forward to seeing you. Take care. I love to meet listeners and Facebook group members in person. Here are two opportunities to meet you in the spring. I'll be presenting at TMEA, Better Boundaries for Private Lessons Teachers. Those dates are February 7th through February 10th. I'll let you know more when I know my exact date and time. And also at the OAKE National Conference, March 14th through March 17th. It's Oak's 50th anniversary, and it's going to be in Chicago. I'm a native Illinoisan. I can't wait. See you there. Thank you for listening to the Happier Music Teacher. 
Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe and tell a friend.